97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. This is Nicole Bruno, your host, and joining me today is Ron Heath, a reverse mortgage specialist, and we're talking about how to understand the financial vehicle of the reverse mortgage. Welcome, Ron. Well, thank you for having me this morning, Nicole. It's been a while. It has been a while, a few years. That's so. what we've been talking about. Yep, thank you for having me back. You shined up like an old penny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. You're a good person. So you brought with you some of the top 10 things that folks don't know about reverse mortgages and probably should. And you're also going to be giving us some highlights and some of the changes that we've experienced in the last few years. So I thought I'd highlight just a few of those today for our listeners, and then we will get into uh, some more information information about the reverse mortgage. The first is that certain government benefits are still available to those with a reverse mortgage. What do you mean by that? Well, there are people out there that are benefiting from government programs such as Medicaid or mm-hmm. even VA benefits. We want them to understand that the use of a reverse mortgage while receiving these benefits is possible. It just has to be structured properly. Okay, very good. And then this one is a huge number to me. Since 1989, that's going back a ways, the FHA has endorsed almost 900,000 reverse mortgage loans. That's a big number. It is staggering, isn't it? And the reason I like to highlight that is with the recent uh, focus on these program, this loan in uh, mm-hmm. commercials with many companies yeah. now really promoting it heavily, many people think that it's a, a new product. Yeah. But it's nice to see that for 25 years now, FHA has been endorsing these and what almost a million people are enjoying the benefits of them. Well, and I'm glad to see some of the stigma related to it is sort of starting to fade with the, with the commercialization of this loan product. So that's great. And then the last one I want to highlight is that a study a survey conducted by the Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard found that 95% of seniors surveyed over the age of 85, or excuse me, over the age of 75, want to remain an age in their homes. Yeah, that's a, it's an amazing number. And I see it day in and day out when I meet with seniors uh, in this age group. Mm-hmm. They simply tell me, I don't want to leave. This is where I'd like to spend my last years on this earth. So uh, the study certainly supports what I see on a local level. Don't you suspect, though, as the baby boomers age, that that number is going to be even bigger? It could be, yes. Although many baby boomers are finding that they're relocating to be near children. Uh So, yes, when they find that final home that they want to age in place in, that's the place they do want to stay. Although there are some beautiful senior living communities that I've thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to move in here today? (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to the age where I can benefit from those. I think so as well. Okay, so talk to us a little bit, Ron, about the history of the reverse mortgage. For those listening today who may have some preconceived notions, explain to us exactly what this product is. Okay. Well, you know, the as I mentioned at the outset, since 1989, mm-hmm. FHA has been endorsing reverse mortgages. And FHA is? Uh, fi- uh, Federal Housing Authority. Okay. I'm sorry. That's They're associated okay. with HUD. I don't get that asked that a lot. I know, I know. So they've been endorsing these for about 25 years. Prior to that, reverse mortgages were still available, although mostly through 
through banks unregulated by the government since, mm -hmm. I would say, the early 60s. So okay. they have a long history. But uh, since FHA's taken over, they really have streamlined the program. They've made sure that they continually tweak it, if you will, mm -hmm. to make sure that banks are doing what they should to mm -hmm. protect the homeowner's interest and to make sure that the program is a benefit to the homeowners that are seeking to use this program. So mm -hmm. it's got a, a long history, a mm -hmm. very solid history. It's interesting that many surveys find that people uh, in the 90 percentile yeah. that have used these programs are very satisfied with the results from using a reverse mortgage. Oh, geez, so, if I got a 90% on everything in my life, I'd be in good shape. <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So how exactly does this reverse mortgage work? Well, it is, uh, for all intents and purposes, a home equity line of credit. Uh, Nicole, I don't know, you may have had one of these on a property that I you have. own. Yeah. yeah. And so what the bank does is they'll look at the equity or the value that you own mm -hmm. in the home. Mm -hmm. They'll establish perhaps a line of credit that mm -hmm. you can draw from. Now, a traditional home equity line of credit is something available to all homeowners mm -hmm. that have equity in their home. A reverse mortgage is a home equity line of credit reserved for those that are 62 and older. Okay. So if I have a, a a single homeowner that's 62 or older, they could be a borrower, establish a reverse mortgage against their home. If I have a husband and wife, at least one of them has to be 62 years of age. The way we determine how large of an amount they can borrow is simply based on their age, mm -hmm. life expectancy, their home value, and then the prevailing interest rates at that time. Okay. We'll determine a percentage that they are allowed to borrow based on an appraised value that we receive. Mm -hmm. Then they can use these funds as they need to throughout their retirement lifetime. So when you say life expectancy, does that mean there's some sort of a physical exam related to all this? No, there's okay. not. We okay. don't do any sort of health examination. Okay. So we just simply use actuari actuarial tables. Kind of like life insurance Absolutely. Yep. That tell us exactly how long somebody is expected to live, and then we know the percentage we can loan. Okay. So then the folks get this money and then they make a monthly payment? Uh, actually, no. That's okay. the beauty of this. Okay. You mentioned that you had a home equity sure. line of credit. So when I use mine, uh -huh. if I borrow money from it, the bank starts a payment plan the yeah, very next like month. Card. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. With the reverse mortgage, the proceeds are made available. The mm -hmm. homeowner is allowed to use them. Mm -hmm. And there is no expectation of repayment by the homeowner as long as they're living in the home. All payment is deferred until a triggering event, which we can talk about in a minute, sure. uh, causes the loan to become due and payable. Okay. At that time, the loan is repaid. But as as long as we have a homeowner or their spouse living in the home, there is no repayment on this loan. So I've heard in the news recently uh, something related to long-term care insurance, actually, mm -hmm. how a lot of companies that were not, you know, very well... I guess, funded or thought thought through the whole process of long-term care insurance are really getting overwhelmed by the amount of people using their long-term care insurance. And now, you know, oh my gosh, we can't keep writing these policies and canceling policies and things. What has the banking industry done to help protect that from happening for folks with reverse mortgages? That's an excellent question. And so, as I mentioned, FHA is on a very consistent basis reviewing the program, mm -hmm. reviewing their ability to insure the program. And so, at all times, are they considering what actual life expectancy is, anticipated home appreciation in the United States, mm -hmm. and then the percentage they loan is typically going to be a percentage that would allow the homeowner to live there with interest accrual and no loan repayment. They're able to ensure that the home value should be adequate at the time the loan becomes due and payable to be able to sell the home mm -hmm. and repay the loan amount. If for 
uh, some reason mm-hmm. the loan balance has exceeded the value of the home, there are some things we can't control. We cannot control home value appreciation. Mm-hmm. We can simply go off of historical data. We cannot really control how long someone may live. Exactly. Somebody may There's live. There's a lot of centurions out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> so they may live much longer than expected. And so loan balance growth may uh, occur over a longer period of time. All of these things are uh, things that FHA will ensure for the lender. So the lender really has no loss in this should something like that occur. That's what continues to uh, allow for the viability of the program. So that's a little different than long-term care insurance. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Joining me today is Ron Heath, and we are talking about the reverse mortgage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Ron Heath, a reverse mortgage specialist, talking about how we can understand the reverse mortgage and how it may fit into our lives or the lives of one of one that we care for. Welcome back, Ron. Oh, thank you for having me again, Nicole. You're welcome. All right. So this is something that sounds a little complicated. So I need for you to help explain this to me. What is a home equity conversion mortgage for purchase? <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent question. That's a real mouthful. <laughs> it is. And you'll find this very interesting that FHA named the reverse mortgage that they began providing in 1989, as mm-hmm. we discussed earlier, they named it then a home equity conversion mortgage. Wow. So it's always had that name. Okay. But it's just that the um, the term reverse mortgage has stuck. It's a little easier. And so it's still there. <laughs> yeah. But in 2009, they decided that they were going to develop a program that would be used specifically for purchasing a home. Okay. People always say, well, how does that work? Mm -hmm. And why did they do that? Well, the reason they did it, many homeowners would purchase a home to downsize or move into housing that was more Mm -hmm. appropriate for aging in place. They would pay cash Uh and then they would realize they didn't want all of that cash tied up into the dirt. Mm -hmm. So they would contact me. We would originate a reverse mortgage to draw a measure of that equity back out. Mm -hmm. FHA said, why don't we allow them just to use this to purchase the home? Mm -hmm. And so what this allows for is that if somebody were to sell their property, Mm-hmm. And then they were moving to our area. We mentioned earlier, many communities going up that are 55 sure. plus perfect for aging in place. Mm-hmm. They could simply use a measure of the cash from the sale of their previous home, mm-hmm. put that down. The home equity conversion mortgage or the reverse mortgage would pay for the balance of that purchase price. They still accomplish the goal of moving in payment free, but they've kept a lot of liquidity because sure. they didn't have to use all of their cash to purchase the property. So it did. it has really grown in popularity, and especially in the area that we live in with the many communities that are being built. Well, in the Orange and Chatham County area, we have four continuing retirement communities, mm-hmm. and it's... And you may may or may not know the answer to this, but there are all different ways you get into these communities. Some are rentals, some are you purchase a home and then they buy it back from you. Some there's just various different ways. Are any of these able to be used for continuing care retirement communities, or is that really complicated? It's very complicated, yeah. and the reality is they have to be an FHA approved housing situation. Okay. So many of the continuing care places yeah. don't qualify okay. for that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a talk to your tax person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So what about about, say I already have a mortgage on my home, can I still get a reverse mortgage or yes. no? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. And See? I would say probably 40% of the reverse mortgage loans I originate fall into this category. Many people go into retirement with an existing mortgage on their home, and then because of circumstances, income streams change due mm-hmm. to the loss of a spouse, loss of employment, sure. whatever it may be. 
we're able to refinance that traditional mortgage into a reverse mortgage loan, mm-hmm. thereby doing away with their monthly payment, and that increases their monthly income by default. So it's great when that is able to work out for people. Too bad we can't do that for younger folks. I know. I'd love <laughs> to do it, it today. Easier? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so when do you have to pay the loan back? How does that work? Okay. So the loan stays in place as long as I have one of the borrowers living in the home for at least six months and a day out of the year. So they could have a vacation home in another state. Absolutely. Okay. Many people People will, you know, winter in Florida and summer here, whatever the case may be. When both of the borrowers have left the home, mm-hmm. then the loan becomes due and payable. Typically, what I see is they've lived their life out and the children have inherited the home. Mm-hmm. So the children would sell the property at that point in time, repay the loan balance. Any net equity would be left for them as some sort of inheritance. Okay. If both of the parents deed the property to somebody else or sell it, then obviously they would have to pay the loan back at that time through the sale of the property. Okay. If both borrowers have gone into skilled nursing care Mm -hmm. and they have been there for a period of 12 months or longer, then the lender would consider that they have departed the residence and they would call the loan due and payable at that point. So you get a little bit longer if you go into skilled nursing, not six months, but a year. That's exactly right. You'd have one year. Now, if you left for rehabilitation and came back home within Mm -hmm. eight months, then nothing changes. The loan would stay in place. You're okay. So does this have to be your primary residence? It does. Yeah, no secondary home, no vacation properties. Okay, Mm -hmm. got it. Okay, how about... um, what can these monies be used for? Is it restricted? Do you have to just use it for health care or can it be used for anything that you'd like? Anything legal. Okay. So <laughs> it can't be used for illegal purposes. But yes, uh, home health care, quite honestly, is one of the larger things I see it being used for. Many mm-hmm. people did not purchase long-term health care at an age when it sure. was um, reasonable for them to purchase exactly. it. Exactly, before you got sick. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. now they're able to use this to help care for their health needs. I do see people use them to purchase secondary homes, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to purchase a second vacation property and still have no monthly mortgage payments. Other people may use it to send grandchildren to college, okay. to vacation a little bit more. So really, it's used for a, a wide variety of things. What do you most commonly see it used for? Healthcare. Mostly, yeah. yeah that, mostly that would be healthcare. my guess. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. So are they expensive? I've heard some stereotypes that they are very expensive to, to, yeah. to get. Are they? Um, well, I will say that at one time they were. Okay. Much more expensive than a traditional loan. I at times would see uh, 5% of the home value in closing costs, which okay. could be quite a bit. Depending on the size of the home, right. for sure. Yeah. But these days, they come way down. As a matter of fact, if I were to originate a loan for a gentleman that had a $300,000 house, the closing cost would probably only be about seventeen hundred dollars, oh, so wow. even less than a traditional uh, refinance of the home. Yes, and the nice thing is those closing costs can roll right into the loan balance, so it's not even an out-of-pocket expense. How nice is that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, talk to us a little bit about a story of how this has helped a family situation, perhaps with a health care cost. Does anything come to mind? It does. Um, I have many of them, but I'll just share one. I had uh, two sisters here in the Raleigh area. Their mother had fallen very ill with Alzheimer's and was at home, but had a tremendous amount of physical health. And so they were trying to care for her on their own. And obviously that can be incredibly exhausting, the thought of caregiving 24 hours Mm -hmm. a day. They were able to originate through the use of a power of 
attorney a reverse mortgage on their mother's home. Mm-hmm. Um, she did want to stay in the home. They knew that, and mm-hmm. that was their goal. So now they were able to have the the income or the financing to be able to have somebody come in for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. It gave them a break. It gave them a measure of their life back to mm-hmm. spend with their husbands and their children and so forth. So uh, I see that often where family members are greatly benefited because now they're not scrambling sure. to make sure that mom or dad is well taken care of. So if you uh, kind of turning the tables on you a little bit here, if your parents needed a financial vehicle like this, would you actually recommend it to them? I absolutely would. My my parents are are living in the Cary area, and thankfully they're living in a condominium there mm-hmm. that my brother was able to provide for them, uh-huh. and I thank my brother every day yeah, for that. That's awesome. um, but if they did own their own home, there would be no reason why I would not want them to have a reverse mortgage. I would like them to be able to use an asset mm-hmm. that they've brought into retirement. Yeah to give them that financial freedom, that security, or that peace of mind. Uh, For most seniors that are retiring, that home is the largest asset they have. And this allows them to be able to benefit from that maintain their own dignity and Mm -hmm. care for the things that they need to care for. Uh, It was interesting. I was talking to my wife this morning before I came over here, Mm -hmm. and she said, make sure you mention that when we turn 62, we're going to have a reverse (laughs) mortgage on our house. (laughs) That's awesome. So I'm doing that now. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Joining me today is Ron Heath, and we're talking about how to understand the reverse mortgage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me is Ron Heath, and he is a reverse mortgage specialist. And we're talking today about how to understand the financial vehicle of the reverse mortgage. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you, Nicole. Good to be here. Well, I think you have given us an amazing overview of what the reverse mortgage is. But if folks want more information, I know you brought with you some really great resources on how they can do some more research themselves. And the first uh, one that you brought was a HUD-approved reverse mortgage counseling piece of information. Talk to us a little bit about what that is and how they can find out more information. Certainly. Well, when FHA in 1989 um, developed the program that we Mm -hmm. now have, they wanted to make sure that seniors received information that wasn't uh, tainted, if you will, by a lender who had a financial um, benefit from the program. So what they have is they have HUD-approved counselors throughout the areas um, in Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Durham, Mm -hmm. Hillsborough, if you will, throughout the country. You can sit face-to-face with these counselors. They go over the program with you so that you can understand exactly how it works, understand the financial Mm -hmm. benefit. And if you'd like to find one of these counselors to um, increase your knowledge of these, certainly you could just Google HUD-approved reverse mortgage counselors, and they'll have a list there that would cover the whole United States. So is this a requirement that you sit with somebody? It is. I will typically meet with somebody, go over the program, and then I will give them a list of counselors so that they can go and hear the same information again before they even apply for the loan. So when we say counselor, we're not talking about psychologists here, are we? We are not. (laughs) And thankfully, you're not in a group of people. It's just you individually with the counselor one-on-one. And just making sure you understand the product. Absolutely. Basically. Okay. Interesting, because we don't really have those types of safety nets for really anything else we make a decision on in life. No, we don't, Maybe do marriage, we? maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Depending on what, you, what faith you practice. Okay, and then you also brought with you information about the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, all of the lenders throughout the nation have gathered into uh, this association, the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association. We try to make sure that we are promoting accurate information okay. uh, throughout the country about this program and how it works. So the website is simply nrmlaonline.org. So nermlaonline.org. Uh, they have some wonderful publications there, articles about the program.
program, um, even stories about how it's been used throughout its history. Great. And then also the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. Yeah, Boston College has become very, very well known for its studies into retirement and how to properly retire and things that can help us to enjoy our retirement. So uh, if you want to go to that website, it is crr.bc at uh, .edu. Uh, Search reverse mortgage in their search window, and then you'll find all the information you'd like about that. And that's the same thing with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. This was a a bureau that was born out of the Dodd-Frank Act. At at, uh, consumerfinance.gov, you can also search reverse mortgage, and a tremendous amount of information is found there. And if folks want to get a hold of you to talk to you a little bit more about their financial needs, how would they go about doing that? Oh, they could simply call me. My number is 919-412-0686. I'd schedule a free consultation with them to sit down and go over the program so that they can completely understand if this is something they think would work in their retirement life. And in the last 30 seconds or so that we have here, Ron, talk to us a little bit about what makes you passionate about what you do. Well, I've been doing this for eight years. Okay. I've helped hundreds, 400 or better families with mm-hmm. this program. I'm passionate because I see the change it makes in their life. Mm-hmm. I see what it does for them, the weight it lifts off their shoulders, the knowledge that they're going to be able to retire comfortably mm-hmm. and not have to worry about these things. So I just think the program is something everyone who's retiring at least needs to give themselves an opportunity to learn about. Take a little look-see at least. Just a look-see. Again, to get a hold of Ron, you can call 919-412-0686. It was a pleasure to have you on today as always, Ron. We'll have so you back nice. again. Thank Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Nicole. And as always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a great day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.